Hey guys, it's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Scott, before we start today's episode, tell everyone who our sponsor is. Hey guys, when you buy leads, you're digging through the same pile of leads as everyone else. You never know if you're getting to them first or if they've already been picked through by your competitors. The best leads are the leads that you generate yourself. But where do you start? With Colex Dates, you can build your pipeline with hyper-local prospects that you generate such as targeting the neighbors of your best customers so you can discover more customers just like them. Or you can pick an area of town where you want to start doing business because you know your city better than anyone else. And since Colex Dates provides multiple contact points like landlines, cell phones, and email addresses, you don't have to worry about how to get a hold of your ideal customer. So whether you're calling, running an email campaign, dropping a ringless voicemail, or uploading your list as a custom audience on Facebook, we've got you covered. Generating your own leads can seem daunting, but when you put Colex Dates to work for you, you take control and can target your ideal prospects and have more conversations right on time. Colex Dates, let's start generating leads together. That was a great job, Scott. The guys over at Colex Dates have put something together really cool for only Insurance Guys podcast listeners. Head over to colexdates.com forward slash Insurance Guys podcast. Fill your information out and they will contact you with a very special offer. That's colexdates.com forward slash Insurance Guys podcast. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents from around the world, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. I am your fearless host and leader, Mr. Scott Howell, with I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome. He is a six foot three sophomore from Saraland, Alabama, a parade first team All American, rivals five star recruit. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand and put your hands together for the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? I've never been happier to record a podcast, Scott. <laughs> Man, I am excited to be here today. Guys, our mission on this podcast, as we say every single time we get on here, is we are here today to help you in any way we can. Sales, service, marketing, digital, you name it. We hiring, want hiring, firing, firing, using your personal brand without stepping on the principal agent's toes. Anything we can do to help you guys, we are here to do. But before we get started, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, guys. Bradley, as you know me, I love having insurance agents on the podcast, like guys that are doing it every single day. You know, I always tell people, I am the only thing I am is an insurance agent that just happens to have a podcast, and I am super excited to have our guest on today. He is originally from Bohemia, New York. He currently lives in Fletcher, North Carolina. He's a graduate of Appalachian State University. Go Mountaineers. I bet he didn't know I knew that. Graduated with a degree in internal relations and comparative politics. He is the managing partner of All Choice Insurance, and he describes himself by using his most commonly used hashtags 
things like make moves, not excuses, do the hard things, and let's go. He has two beautiful children, Jonah and Jamie, and a beautiful, supportive wife named Jenny. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the other incomparable Mr. Jared Bullman. How are you doing, Jared? Good, Scott. Man, you hear that on the podcast, and it's nothing compared to real life, man. <laughs> you, ought to, you ought to be in studio, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, I'm going to run through a wall. And, Jared, I want to apologize. I, I, I had a brief moment, a senior moment just then. It's actually Jared Bellman. I apologize for brutalizing your last name. That's fine. The mountaineer in me needs to say Appalachian, too. Uh, well, see, there you go. Did you know that? Did you know it was Appalachian? <laughs> Appalachian State. Appalachian State. Man. Appalachian State. So well, how, I, there's actually a friend of mine who who is from Mobile, Alabama, uh, is the golf coach at Appalachian State. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Bo Redman. Excellent. Dude, between, yeah. between Bradley and I, our Kevin Bacon seven degrees of separation goes down. You're like all two, over. About like two, yeah. two people. So, <laughs> That's great. So, that was not an Alabama joke, by the way. <laughs> so, Jared, I, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the podcast, but before we get started, we're going to do what we do with every single one of our guests. I want you to jump in your DeLorean, and I want you to take us back in time to when you got started in the insurance industry and just tell tell Bradley and I a little bit about how you got started and let's just move up to today. How about that? Yeah, that sounds great. So it was about six years ago. I uh, was in the restaurant industry working 80 hours in four walls and have met my wife or she wasn't my wife at the time, but had met her and just wasn't conducive to the family life. So had a couple good friends in town that hooked me up with an interview with North Carolina Farm Bureau. And so went through almost a year of interviews and licensing and all that to get a job with Farm Bureau. I was with them for about two years. Didn't really fit the mold. I don't want to say I wasn't successful, just wasn't a good fit uh, for either side. So eventually uh, found myself in an independent agency four and a half years ago. And it was perfect. Just fit me perfectly. Uh, you know, I was I was coming from a place where it was, you know, you had a bunch of products, you need to sell them to clients. And I really was the type of person that looks for clients and wants to fit products to their mold. So that's where I ended up and just recently left that first agency I was with as an independent agent and am now with All Choice Insurance. And we're looking to kick that off this month. Man, I'm excited for you, brother. I, I tell you what, this is a big time in your life. There's a lot of change, a lot of things going on, but I'm excited for you to have that opportunity. I do want to ask you a question. As an independent associate or independent agent with you know with an agency that sells multiple products, when you got in there, what did you find You know, your jam was? What did you find that, that you really enjoyed selling? Because there's so many products to sell in the independent channel. Yeah, without a doubt. And and coming from a captive agency that wasn't modernized with commercial, I was fearful to mm. sell commercial. Mm. So I really did stick to personal lines, which I think is a good place to start and Sounds learn like the somebody product. Somebody else I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I really worked the real estate market. So mm. I was working out of a real estate office. Our office was one room in a larger real estate office. Mm. And so I just had those connections with realtors and lenders walking through and, and a lot of closing attorneys. So really turned it on and and found a niche there that allowed me to be part of that community. Mm. And that's turned into some commercial stuff too, some builders, mm -hmm. uh, risks, and, mm -hmm. you know, working with some of those small handymen and roofers and, you know, everyone that the realtors work with, mm. I try to work with. That, that's, so a, it, that's a niche too. You know, you know, everybody hits up the real estate agents, but I've in the last two to three years met with some builders and I've got yeah. one builder, uh, what she actually does is gets the people to title the land over to her. 
she builds the house in her own name and then she titles it back over to them. Mm-hmm. Well, she needs builder's risk insurance. Guess who writes all her builder's risk insurance? So that that's a, a really good niche market are those builders a lot of people don't think about. Yeah, without a doubt. So the new agency, you told us you're going to be opening that up here 1st of January. Tell us, are you going to stay in kind of the same niche and, and keep going in the direction you've been going in, or do you have plans to do something else with that? Yeah, that's the plan. There's uh, three or four other locations. And so this will be, I believe, the fourth location, fourth style location that we're branching out into. You know, the goal from the get was to do what I've been doing, just mm-hmm. do it bigger, better, bigger back office, right. you know, more and different access and some extra support and a bigger team. But they're letting me do what I want to do, which is, you know, was the big draw. And, um, you know, I'm big on community marketing and being in my community. So they're going to let me keep doing that. I'm hoping it opens up more doors, but that's not the initial plan. The initial plan is to continue doing what I've been successful in. Awesome. Well, guys, 250,000 insurance agents listening to this today. I want to tell you guys something. You know, we had a, a lot of reasons for having Jared on this program today, but let me tell you the, the main reason we had him on here today. We wanted to talk about using your personal brand, building your personal brand, And as an associate agent, because I know we've got a lot of associate agents that listen to this as well, but using your personal brand and building that without stepping on the principal agent's toes. Let's talk a little bit about that, Jared. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was starting in a four and a half years ago in a small scratch agency with, you know, I don't think we had $150,000 in the books. Mm. Um, Small, which was great. I mean, learned a lot, but the brand wasn't there locally and we got 9,900 year old agencies in town. So I had to quickly do that. And I really believe that the personal brand is the best content marketing strategy in history. Mm. So mm-hmm. it allowed me to jump off without having to build the culture and the tone and the validation of an agency brand because that was already there. Right. And so it allowed me to grow quicker as an agent. But, you know, you have to have that gratefulness and respect towards the agency brand also. Mm-hmm. So there's that gray area you want to play in, but you want to be careful. In. This is a topic of conversation that Bradley Flowers, my beautiful co-host, is very passionate about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to him for just a minute, Jared, and talk a little bit about something that he's always said and something I've heard him say, which is going back to, to personal brand versus company brand and the importance of building that personal brand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, th- I talk to a lot, of, a lot of realtors. One of my things that I do that actually Zach and Matt with GNN Insurance inspired me to do is to reach out to realtors and loan officers and help them with their marketing and one thing I preach to them all day long because almost every realtor's got the big brand, you know, they have the big balloon or the big red letters, you know, and that's that's all fine and dandy and that's great. And, and it actually speaks to captive agents too, I think, Jared, is it's great to have that big brand that's recognizable and it's great to, you know, if you're brand new in the business to legitimize yourself to people, you know, that's who's right. this 22-year-old, but, but then you've got, you know, XXX insurance behind it. Oh, well, okay. Well, that's a legitimate, you know, and, but at the same time, your goal, and I don't say this publicly to my realtors in front of their brokers and stuff, but you know, your goal needs to be to separate yourself from that brokerage. Your goal needs to be, you know, I want to build John Doe realtor, not John Doe such and such brothers realtor. You know what I mean? So it's, you need to, your your personal brand is what's going to propel you in the long run for 20 years from now when you stop spending money on advertising, but people still come to you. Do you you agree with that, Jared? Without a doubt. You know, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. 100%. the individual is who they're looking to, you know, the, the validation is there from the bigger company and, and it needs to be, but 
I think we definitely live in a time and a season of the economy where the individual has so much more power now just through social media, mm-hmm. online branding, all the digital. Yep. And not only that, but the opportunities in small communities to get out as an individual and be that. Yeah. You know, you need to look at that as your side hustle. Yeah, um, absolutely. As, as you're growing your as you're growing both your company that you're under and yourself. Well, what what happens too, and I was actually watching a Gary V video where he was talking to a realtor. Uh, I was watching it yesterday and the realtor was talking about how he's built this huge personal brand for himself. And all of a sudden his brokerage is not treating him very nicely. And that usually goes one of two ways. Either they love the heck out of you or they start kind of pushing back towards you. And what it is, is you're building, le- and, and he said this, and I agree a million percent, is you're building leverage against that company. You've got leverage now. You see what I mean? So, and that's why I loved your topic, Jared, is because, you know, when you're in the office with the person and you're building your personal brand against this agency, you have to sort of step around it delicately, don't you? Without a doubt. And, you know, growing up, my dad always said, you know, with leverage, you rule the world. Yep. And it's just how you use that leverage. You know, there has to be, you know, a self-awareness of what you're actually adding to the conversation Mm -hmm. and not just your personal brand conversation, but how you're communicating with the principal or the agency owner of why you know, you're doing the, that, of, of what it's doing for both yourself and the agency. And there needs to be an understanding both ways. And I think it's easy for us to say as me as an agent, you know, I want to build my personal brand and I know that it's good for me and it's the best thing for me long term. And that's undeniable. But the agency owner needs to understand the value to their, them, too. And I think they're slower to pick that up because there's not a long-term proof in the pudding of how that's going to help them. But I think it's coming along. I think there's more agency owners we're seeing pick that up. But, you know, I think the the mutual respect both ways needs to be there so that we can continue to be this and there's not a pushback from the agency owner or even carriers. Jared, I am an agency owner. I have two personal lines agents and two commercial lines agents in my agency. And I could hammer cock a 45 caliber pistol and stick it to all of their heads and make them start building their personal brand. I choose not to do that. But my point to this story is, is I've had a very hard time with my people getting them to understand and buy into the building the personal brand. Now, I'm not talking about taking pictures for the agency to put on the agency Facebook page or web page. So the reason I'm the reason I bring this up and the difficulty that I've had as a principal agent begging and freaking pleading with my people to start building their personal brand because I'm one of the few people that tells them all the time, hell, I want you to go out and start your own agency. Go do it. Have, right. have the hell at it. Please go do it. I beg you to. But as since it's been so difficult to get them to even take a damn picture for the page of the damn Facebook business page of ours, <laughs> Give us, give some of these guys some some real meat and potatoes as to how to even start building your personal brand. Now, for a guy like Bradley Flowers, he doesn't even understand what I'm saying right now because all he does is build his personal brand. So he's like, right. well, <laughs> yeah, you mean yeah. there's people out there that aren't posting 86 times a day to Instagram? That's Bradley, right. <laughs> Bradley, there are people out there, I swear to God, I could hammer cock a 45 caliber pistol 
and put it to the head of one of my associate agents and say, I am going to murder you or you are going to start building your personal brand. And I swear to God, they'd say, well, just go ahead and murder me because I'm not going to do it. And if you did that to me and said, you've got to stop doing it or I'm going to shoot you, I'd be like, all right, go ahead and shoot me, dog. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Bradley's over looking at me like, you mean there's people that actually don't do what I do every day? I'm yeah. telling you, man, there are a lot of people listening to this show right now that don't even know where to start. And we can talk about all this other, you know, this and that. Give some real meat and potatoes as to how to get started, man. Yeah, the number one is engagement. You know, I don't care if you don't post anything. Get on every, you know, you need to be where your customers are. And mm-hmm. so people are on Instagram. People are on Facebook. That's an undeniable truth now. People are on Snapchat. There's consumers out there and you need to engage them. And so I believe that you probably could start with never posting a thing or posting one profile picture and one picture of your agency and then just commenting on everybody else. You know, I love Gary V's earning your dollar 80 a day. You know, I really strive every morning to hit up 90 conversations. And man, sometimes that's a fist bump bomb emoji and that's it. Sometimes it's a realtor that I just put like a house in mountains because they posted a view of the house with the view. You know, and sometimes it's more, sometimes I do engage more, but that starts building a relationship where people see that you are seeing them. And man, I wish more people would comment on what I post because there's no better feeling than having someone comment or like or engage you from what, oh yeah. And so if you're going and doing that to people, the impact you're going to have on them Mm -hmm. is so immense because no one else is doing it. And, you know, we can say, oh, well, everybody's on there. Well, yeah, well, everybody's on there doing political posts and telling you what they want to do, but no one's actually on there like engaging. And that's the new networking, right? Networking isn't handing out business cards anymore saying, Hey, let's get together. It's, Hey, hit me up on social. Let's connect. Let's learn more about, I mean, I, I feel like I know Bradley just because he's out there all the time and I engage him and he engages me. And isn't that a cool thing? It's so cool. You know, it's so many people say it now, but you know, it's turning handshakes into hugs and that's exactly what it is. And you can use that. You can use that locally to just become besties with a realtor or a lender or, you know, a a builder in your area. Well, and you know, Instagram debuted that close friends thing a few weeks ago. And I added like three people that I've never met in my entire life because I feel like we know each other. Because here's the thing. I'm in a leadership group with the Sarah Land Chamber of Commerce, and there's a guy in there. Of course you are. There's a guy in there. (laughs) I'm leading the leadership group. There's a guy in there that is so pig-headed on millennials are, isn't that that the right phrase, pig-headed, like hard-headed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You looked at me like I said something offensive. I Uh, I didn't know where you're going. He's so so pig-headed. He's so hard-headed on millennials are the problem, and millennials are the problem, millennials are the problem, and... They can't form a real relationship because they're on the damn phones all day. They can't communicate because they're on their phones all day. I'm like, this is how you communicate in 2019. They're communicating better than you are. Mm-hmm. That's right. But anyway, to that note, yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. You have no idea how much it means to me when somebody comments on a post that I've done because I did it for three years and nobody commented for three years. And I was posting multiple times a day. Three years is a long time. And if you need to engage with people, you don't need to just like the photo. You need to comment. Like you said, even if it's just the fist bump, you know, it makes makes people feel so special. And also the flip side of that, if you're getting engagement on your posts and you're not commenting back, you're the worst kind of human on the face of this planet. If 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 you're getting engagement and you're not commenting back, you just need to go ahead and delete your account because you're you're only doing eighty five percent of the deal. That's the person that speaks to you when you pass them in the hallway and you don't smile back. 
Bradley, yeah. Bradley, by the way, that's the funniest thing Bradley's ever said in his entire life. But it, and that's true. And I tell that to people when I'm doing presentations is if you get engagement, you've got to engage back because here's the thing. It helps you. Right. And I apologize for going on a tangent and not letting you talk, Jared, because that's something that's been on my mind for a while. And I've been waiting on the right opportunity to say that. But it's true, you know? Hey, no, J- without hey, a doubt. Hey, Jared, you know what my friend and great American, Mr. Mike Stromso, says? No, what's he, that? He has a saying, insurance agents, write this shit down. This is good stuff. What I'm about to tell you is really good stuff, and I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. But Mike Stromso says this. He says, if you want to reach 100% of the marketplace – you got to be in a in 100% yep. of the places where your potential clients are going to be. Yep. And guys, I got a brain teaser for you. Do you know where they spend the most time? On their smartphone, mm-hmm. right? We have it all all of us have it surgically attached to our arm. Yep. And every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, we're scrolling Instagram, yep. Facebook on podcasts. All that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I had a realtor last night. She said, "Nobody really actually listens to your podcast, right?" <laughs> And I pulled an email up and showed her some numbers, and she was like, I think I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, I bet you are. <laughs> you know, and it's so underused. It drives me crazy where I am. You know, I'm in a small town in, in western North Carolina, and the amount of realtors and loan officers and just community business people that are not engaging on, you know, are still using Facebook like it's 2010. It just uh, drives me crazy, you know, because it's not a here I am, here I am, this is my website. This is a, a way to actually engage each other and be connected in ways that we weren't able to, mm-hmm. you know, eight, 10 years ago. Hey, Jared, I got something I want to talk to you about. Shoot. So I spent about 45 minutes looking at you last night on Facebook and other things, but there's something that you've done that I'm wildly intrigued with, and I really enjoyed it, and kudos to you for doing this. But your personal blog that you did, yeah. As part of your building your personal brand, man, I don't know that I've enjoyed reading anything as much as I enjoyed reading that. I could tell that it was from the heart. I could tell that it was something that you're very passionate about as far as building that blog of just getting to know you. And I think this speaks to this personal brand that we're talking about right now. So so talk a little bit about the onus behind that, like how you came up with that idea Guys, if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you go to Jared's Facebook page, I think there's a link somewhere to go to your personal. Uh, yeah, your, you can go to jaredbellman.com. Yeah, exactly, jaredbellman.com, and it's it's a blog post of basically who you are as a human being, man. Right? I hope so. Yeah, I mean that's that's the point is that I've been in. And I've been working since I was 14, you know, but growing up, I started working manual labor. Then I was really smart and became a lifeguard, which was the best job ever. But, you know, you just do all these jobs and you learn. And, you know, I went to college when my freshman dorm didn't even have Internet. Forget like dial up or Wi-Fi. Like, no, we didn't have Wi-Fi in the student union. And, you know, and then by the time I graduated, Wi-Fi was all over campus. And so just that transition, it just... um you know, I have this bio that I wrote when I got my first job. And then when I got my first insurance job, because I thought that's what I needed to be to be professional. And I read it and I was like, I didn't even like myself. You right. know, I'm like, who, you know, who is this guy? This isn't real. This is just who he's telling me he wants to be. And that's really where it stemmed from was, was how do I rewrite my bio? Like, who do I want to tell everybody I am? And and the simple answer to that is I just tell them who I am. Exactly. And so that's where it came from. You know, because realness gets know. you, realness gets you so much, doesn't it, Jared? 
Yeah, authenticity, I think, is an overused word nowadays, but it, good for it. You know, I think it, it really needs to be where people delve into. And I think that's where the personal brand needs to be, is that this is who I am and I'm unapologetic for it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Blogging is one of those things. You know, I've done some blogging. It's one of those things that it's kind of like podcasting. It's extremely hard to figure out how to do it. It's, it's, it's a lot of legwork, you know, because you actually have to sit down and write it, right. but you get a land grab from it because not that many people do it. You know what I mean? You, if Scott and I, instead of doing a podcast, was done a YouTube show or a Facebook live show, we would have not even 10% of the listenership that we have. Mm. Don't you agree with that, Jared? I do. I think you need to find what you enjoy. Yeah. Like you could tell you to enjoy the podcast. Mm. I don't know if I would or wouldn't. It's not something I've ever really jumped in and that might say something, but I liked writing like the intellectual in me comes out. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. I can put myself on paper. Yep. I don't have to be one and done. I could take a look at it. That was not a one sit down, right? It took a bunch of time to yeah. analyze what I wanted to say and put it out there. And, uh, and I like that, but you got to find what works for you. You know, I know a lot yeah. of agents that are doing vlogs now, you know, yep. my buddy Woody's got his, my Crowley's doing his, you know, so there's all these guys that, and girls that are doing these vlogs and, and that's great. But I had a hard time, you know, really documenting and I'm mm-hmm. hoping to do that with what I'm doing now with all choice, but writing really seemed to come natural and, and it felt good to put it out there. So yeah. uh, hopefully more continues from there. Vlogging plays right into my hands and I actually have about three episodes done, but I haven't posted them yet. Exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the right time, which is kind of counterintuitive from what I tell other people, but Uh, What what held me up for a long time was a name and an intro because that was important to me that it was a little bit different from everything I'd ever done. And for both of those, I needed to hire somebody to do it. That way it was different from something I could do. Smart. Hey, Jared, I got one more question for you, brother. Yes, Scott. Uh, Hashtag 5am club INS. Oh, it's the best, man. There's nothing better than your tribe. Well, hey, I think well, we've got all of you guys no, coming on. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Let me tell everybody what this is, because I don't know what this is, but when I saw it as part of your bio on your profile yeah. or your, your blog, that we just, just got finished talking about, it was one of the hashtags. And, and guys, if you don't know, if you go to Jared's his blog or, or his profile that he did of himself, he s- describes himself by using his most commonly used hashtags. And there were like seven of them on there. Well, more than that, probably 10 on there. But the very last hashtag caught my attention because I had seen it somewhere before, and I couldn't figure out where I had seen this at. (laughs) And honestly, because I have CTE and I played way too much high school football and I've gotten into way too many fistfights, I can't remember where I I saw the 5 a.m. club INS. But tell us about that. I want to hear more about that. Yeah, there's nothing in the insurance industry that gets me more riled up and excited and ready to run through. I mean, Scott, your intro is great, but this this group of agents that – just randomly came together. It really was, um, you know, let's see, I'm going to try to start my story at the beginning. I saw Sydney Rowe talk at an insure expo for the IIANC down in Raleigh or something. And she talked about SEO and Google My Business and that, and it just got me going. So that started a conversation with her, who then connected me with uh, Ryan Hanley and a couple other agents that just started connecting. And for some reason, we had like a Slack channel that we tried and it didn't really work for us. And then we were like, let's just get on Twitter. That way people could do it on their time and they're notifications can be shut off. And and so it was really like this thing where a, a group of people that wanted to be held accountable to each other started waking up at 5 a.m. And I don't know where that came from. And we started with, you know, just hashtag 5 a.m. club, but there's a lot of 5 a.m. clubs out there. 
So finally, somebody said, let's just put INS at the end of it. And I mean, it's been, we're probably pushing into a year now of this being a just morning accountability group. And, and it's not just morning anymore. I mean, it has become, you know, a, a solid group of insurance agents and, and agency owners and and even, you know, individuals that are with carriers or people that have their own businesses that service the insurance industry that come together and just hold each other accountable. And I mean, I would not be the agent I am today or, or making the moves I'm making today without that tribe. Hands down, without a doubt. If you're an insurance agent, just get on Twitter. And if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter. But just search hashtag 5 a.m. club INS and just start connecting with people because who are some of the agents on there, Jared? Oh man. I mean, Ashley Fitzsimmons, Landon Bentham, you know, Ryan Hanley's on there. Sydney Rose on there. Sydney doesn't get up at 5 a.m. I'm going to call her out on that, but you know, oh, Carrie, Tracy, you know, Danny, I mean, you're, there's no way I can name them all. And, you know, and not, Woody, and I'm Woody's naming my court. Woody's on there. Well, you know, the beautiful uh, thing about that, Jared is almost every one of those people either have been on the insurance guys podcast or are going to, say, to be yeah. on the insurance guys podcast. Yeah. You know, Jared, the biggest change I've seen in Bradley since we started this podcast and we fell in love almost a year and a half ago, um, <laughs> the biggest change I've seen in Bradley, just stark change that I've seen in him that he and I have never talked about until now is I guess it was about two or three months ago. See, I've been I've been having all we had been having all these people on the podcast, and one of the questions I would ask them that's going to be our book one day is going to be the things that all the rock stars have in common. Right, right, right. So, the, <laughs> but but here it comes. So one of the things I started doing is asking these guys that were agency owners that were very successful, like, what's your daily routine? You know. And they would start going through their daily routine. And obviously, there was some commonality there, right? I mean, as my friend Tony Robbins always says, success leaves clues. And so the thing that I've noticed about Bradley is, uh, and I brought this up to him in passing a couple of weeks ago, but he has started waking up at 5 a.m. for for you, man. Excuse me. Excuse me. I am wrong. 4 a.m. He has started waking up at 4 a.m. And I think for Bradley, what that's enabled him to do, and I don't, I'm going to let him speak instead of me, but it seems like it has full throttled his productivity for the day. Is that Would that be a correct statement? From a marketing standpoint, yes, because what I do in that those first two hours of the day is that's when I produce all my content for the day. Right. But what started that was, you know, we would interview all these guys, and they're all getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And right. Chris Paradiso famously gets up at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I would yeah, wake up. Crazy. I would wake up at six. And of course, I'm Central. He's Eastern. Mm. So I'm waking up at six. I'm like, this dude's got four hours on me. <laughs> like I'm sitting here, like my eyes are still not even like he's he's been working for four hours. Right. And I'm like, I got to change something. And right. what started it? I'll give you a hack. This is how I did it because I've never really been a morning person, guys. And at two hundred and. 50,000 insurance agents listening to this. Write this shit down. He's about to tell you this. How to is do the this. hack, and it's nothing groundbreaking, but this is what I did. So everybody has problems getting up for something they don't want to do. Truth. Work, whatever, whatever Working it is. Out running. Working out, yeah. But like when we podcast, buddy, I'm up. I'm, I right. jump out of bed. Like if it's something I love to do, if I'm going to an Auburn football game or I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. So I started actually the last podcast session that we did when we did when we interviewed Ryan Hanley and right. that last group that we did. I started then because what happened is is I had a really really busy week at work. And for those of you that don't know, we batch record these. So we do today. We're doing like eight episodes today. It takes the whole day. 
So I had some stuff I had to do at the office. So I got up at 5 a.m. You know, if you're getting up at 6, 6.30, it's not that hard to get up at 5, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up at 5 a.m. and I go into the office. I'd, I'd do three hours of work and then I would come to the studio. Well, then two weeks after, I, when we got done recording, I'm like, I might as well start doing that because I was super productive in those first few hours. Well, then two weeks later, what happened? The time changed. Now five o'clock is <laughs> four o'clock. Hard, yeah. <laughs> now five o'clock. Well, well, but it changed to the good because five o'clock became four o'clock. Right. So when I woke up at four o'clock, my internal clock was telling me it was five o'clock. So right. I got the same amount of sleep, and it wasn't any harder. And that's how I started waking up at four. I mean, are there some days that I wake up at five thirty-six? Yeah, but I, I'm almost disappointed in myself when I do that. So that was kind of my hack for doing that. Yeah, and you're picking up an extra three or four hours of productivity a day. Well, it's just what it does is if there's something I want to do that is not conducive to me writing insurance, I can do that in those hours. You know what I mean? If there's a the new issue of Rough Notes came out a few weeks ago with Matt and Zach on it, I got to read that. Not that that wouldn't help me, but if there's anything I want to do to screw off, I do it in that in that time frame. Right. So, well, Jared, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. I want to ask you one last question for the guys and girls out there that are, say, captive agents or associate agents, and are they're up on the top of that high dive and they're looking down in that ten feet of water and they're scared to death, their knees are shaking, they don't know what to do, how to do it, they know they need to go make a change, they're not happy where they are. And guys, let me tell you something: life is short. And if you're with an an agency, I don't give a shit who it's with. If you're with an agency and you're not happy where you are, or you feel like deep down in your soul that you can do it better than than the people that are doing it where you're at now and you want to make that change, guys like Jared need to be that lighthouse that you look towards. The people that you need to look towards that are in the middle of doing it or have done it and they've jumped off that high dive. But Jared... I want to ask you one last question. For these people that are out there like that, that are in the situation that you've either been in or, or maybe they just want to go go out and start their own thing, man, what advice would you give those people? Yeah, man, you can look right at my hashtags. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, you just got to you gotta do the hard work. You got to stop making excuses. You got to make a move. Moving is what's going to get you to the next level. You're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things wrong. That's okay. Just don't make excuses and do nothing. So, you know, let's go. Exactly. The one thing I'm going to say to you is I love you. And if I can ever do anything for you, let me know, because I know what you're about to go through. I've been there. I've been a scratch agent. I've started my own agency from nothing. And it is an up at dawn, pride swallowing siege. I have the word grind in three inch old English letters written on the back of my arm. Do you? I do. And this is about to be a grind. And I, you need as much love and support as you can. And we're here. Bradley's here to help you in any way he can. Anytime that you're down and out. Because I'm telling you, man, the next five years, and, and you've already been doing it, but you're going to have to keep grinding. And you know that. I've read enough about you to know that you don't seem like somebody that's going to stop swimming in the middle of the river and try to go back. I think you're going to keep going and make this thing successful. And I'm very, very proud of you for doing that. But Guys, I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Insurance agents, listen to me. If you're an associate agent, get out there and build your personal brand. Build your personal brand. Let people know who you are. I tell people this all the time. I can promise you, if people don't know who you are, they will not do business with you. And at the end of the day, we've got to get out there and we've got to go sell insurance. So as I always say, get your ass out from behind that desk. Go out into the big bad world and go sell insurance. Make money for your family. Write good business for the agency that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Hey, y'all have a great day. You are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll see you back real soon. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.